0: Hi, and welcome to the Fit for Business podcast with me, Hayley Field, also known as the Food Ninja. I'm here to chat with business owners about their health and how it impacts their business and vice versa, and to share with you all the latest tools, tips, and strategies that are working for myself and my clients. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to today's show. Uh, which is another solo episode. I know I say it each time, but I'm still not sure about how I feel about these solo episodes. It all feels a bit weird, but um, I'm sure I'll get used to it. So today I am here to talk about accountability. And the reason I'm going to talk about accountability is I'm a bit shit at it. (laughs) I'm really great with other people's accountability because obviously that's kind of my job. It would be fucking weird if I wasn't, Um, but I'm not all that good with mine. And I think the reason for that is I don't always hold myself accountable in the right way. Accountability doesn't work for everyone. And it doesn't work for everyone because people do it wrong a lot of the time. I know that when most people think about accountability, they probably think that it's when someone says they're going to do something, maybe they make a big sort of public declaration. And that motivates them to do the thing. Because, They don't want the embarrassment or shame of people going, hey, weren't you going to do that thing? They don't want to be seen as a person who doesn't do what they say they're going to do. That doesn't really work with me. The minute I say to someone, I'm going to do this and publicly declare it straight away, it makes me not want to do it not because I'm like oh I might be shit or whatever but just because now that that expectation is there and people are expecting me to do it and I don't like being told what to do straight away I'm just like oh someone's expecting me to do this I'd rather do something completely fucking different (laughs) and I guess the purpose of me telling you this is when I realised this it really helped me working with my clients Because there isn't one way to keep people accountable, you need to understand what are those that person's motivations, and understand what type of personality they have. A lot of the time, sometimes a big public declaration is, you know, oh, I'm going to go live on my Facebook from Monday to Friday at 11 a.m. That's not going to work for everyone because straight away they're just like, well, no, that's it. You know, that expectation is there. I think people also think that keeping someone accountable is about policing um, and it's but it's not about policing it's not about making sure someone's just ticking a box and doing that behavior it's about helping them take ownership of that behavior for that reason I don't believe holding people accountable is particularly effective. I think helping people to become accountable is what you know certainly what i should be aiming for as a coach i coach people with health behaviors and if you can't become accountable for your own health i mean that's a pretty serious situation to get into right i mean not with your mates and stuff right if you're in a whatsapp group with some mates and they're like oh let's try and lose weight together i mean clearly it's not your job to fucking psychoanalyze them and decide what's the best method of accountability for their personality and situation. But in terms of being a coach, the thing that I've noticed from working with hundreds of different clients now over eight years, fuck me, that sounds like a really long time, doesn't it? Everyone starts off wanting to be held accountable because they don't yet realise the value of behaviour, of the behaviour that they're being held accountable to. Does that make sense? That sounds very wordy, doesn't it? I guess what I'm saying is they haven't yet seen the benefit of doing the behaviour So they can't take accountability for themselves. So they want to be held accountable to just kind of tick that box, which is fine, right? Because you never get buy-in straight away from people like, hey, do this thing, oh yeah, amazing, I can't wait. Like, why should they? They don't know if it's gonna work or not. You know, they know that it's good for them to do this behavior on a daily basis, but you can't expect them to be motivated just by that because they've not seen the benefits yet. And of course, with what I do, all the health stuff, benefits are really slow (laughs) to arrive. They're not instant, despite what dieting industry or the health industry tells you. You can't drop a dress size in a week. You know, you can't do a six day shred, six pack, whatever the fuck the latest thing is. They're not instant. You don't instantly lose fat in a linear way. I mean, I've been having a conversation with a client just this week, just cannot get their head around the fact that, you know, because they've been told by Slimming Fucking World in this instance, that they should be losing £2 a week. Or actually, you know, one of my clients was told, you're a big girl, you should be losing more than £2 a week by a Slim and world well consultant. So that kind of culture or that behaviour perpetuates this kind of like, I should be losing £2 a week. So, you know, it's really hard to get people to stay accountable when they have this expectation that's completely unrealistic fat loss is not linear. You don't instantly have loads of energy and you know feel great. You don't instantly have brilliant skin and shiny hair and building new muscles, right? It's all really slow to arrive. So you do have to hold people accountable until they start to see the benefits of their behavior and then they become accountable because they're more emotionally invested in it. I figured out with different personality types, some people like to be held accountable by you leading by example, for example. So if I, uh, and I have got a client like that at the moment, actually. So when I'm trying to coach this person, I'm always thinking about my actions matching with the words or the things that I'm asking them to do, you know, cause some people, I don't know why I tend to attract kind of rebellious people like, well, why is she holding me accountable to doing this when she's not even fucking doing it herself? You know, and obviously, there are situations where that's not appropriate. But I do believe that, you know, I don't believe health coaches should all be shredded and have six packs, you know, and you're not about to see me in my Gymshark leggings, you know, showing my ass off to the camera. But I do believe that you should take care of yourself if you are trying to persuade other people that taking care of themselves is a good idea then absolutely you should be doing the behaviors that um allow you to be healthy whatever that looks like for you it doesn't always look like big massive glutes in Gymshark leggings <laughs> although I have got big massive glutes so I'm quite proud of actually <laughs> anyway so Some people are motivated by seeing you lead by example and me giving them examples and telling them stories about when I've decided to do this behaviour on a regular basis or telling them stories about a client who's similar to them, who did something, you know, is in a similar situation and did a similar kind of thing and got amazing results. Those kinds of people are motivated by those stories, those, you know, examples and, and possibilities. You know, it gives them a little glimpse into what their life could be like, you know, it's not always motivating for me to tell people that, hey, I do this thing. Because for some reason, a lot of people put you on a pedestal as a health coach, right? They think, oh, wow, well, Haley's super healthy and fit and whatever, like, Spoiler alert, I'm fucking not. Not at the moment anyway, because I walked 50 kilometers on Saturday, which I might do another podcast about actually. Let me know if you'd like me to do a podcast about that experience. My my toe has a brilliant story to tell. (laughs) So yeah, people aren't always motivated by me telling them, not initially anyway, not at the beginning of their journey. They're kind of like, oh yeah, but you're super healthy and do X, Y, Z. And then, you know, later on, they realize that actually, it is attainable for them to have a certain level of health. So as I said, those kind of people are motivated by stories and, you know, inspiration from other people and the possibility of what they could actually be. So that's one method that I use. Now, some people want, just want a big stick. Now, my mentor, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, who has an excellent podcast, by the way, called Selling Without Sleaze for all you business owners out there she is pretty amazing at what she does so go check her podcast out but we have a, a bit of a, a joke that sometimes if I'm procrastinating about things she gets her big stick out so she is a kind of a a big stick accountability person um but it's what some people require they just want to be hit over the head with a big stick and told that they're naughty for not doing certain things like a school teacher (laughs) which you might think is a bit weird but actually i find that that type of accountability generally tends to work for people who have a lot of responsibility So they are, you know, maybe quite a high performer, and they're quite focused, but they have such a lot of responsibility on their shoulders in their business, and in their life that actually, when it comes to being coached, they just want to be, you know, held to account with a big stick, as in just do, you know, JFDI, mate, just do the fucking thing, right? (laughs) It works for those sorts of people. But those sorts of people are also very self aware. So they know that in the first instance, that's what they need to get them going to build some momentum. And the big stick is what is required initially. But you know, those people very quickly learn to take on that responsibility for their own actions and actually own that accountability. So that's the second type of accountability. So another type of accountability is people who want to do it in a collaborative way. So they want to be held accountable, but they want to decide what they're going to be held accountable to, obviously with my guidance. And obviously I prefer that because that is better than me telling people what to do. I'll tell people what what to do if I have to, But it's much better when it's collaborative there's more buy-in and then you're working with them to decide what's the behavior that they feel they can change right now what are they capable of what is their capacity like right now it's also a really good way of trying to find out what's important to them what are they prioritizing so that's another personality type with other people um and again this is normally very early on in the journey People want to use fear for accountability. I mean, it's it's not my favourite thing to do, um, but some people do require a short, sharp shock. They want to be told what the consequences of their current behaviour are. So I can think of a, a situation with a previous client where, you know, they had a lot of health problems. They were very overweight. They were not very physically active. They were in their late forties and. You know, there were potentially quite a lot of consequences in terms of heart health. This client was pre-diabetic as well. So showing those people the consequences around longevity, I mean, longevity for their health and then the knock-on effect on their business. You know, if they get sick, they need to take time out for their business. And, And usually these are people who are doing everything themselves, right? So, you know, when they go bang, the business goes bang too, right? They know, obviously, you know, these are smart people that I work with. So they do know what those consequences are, but they're either in denial or they've disassociated themselves from it. But yeah, these these people basically want to be kind of scared into accountability. And let me just say, none of these methods are right or wrong. They're just right for a particular person at a particular stage in their journey. So if first of all, they get motivated by the big stick, They're not always going to be like that. We hopefully move on from the big stick to collaboration or from being scared into looking at the consequences to collaboration to ultimately becoming accountable rather than being held accountable. So those are the ways that I motivate people or what some of my clients like to call my ninja mind tricks. I couldn't possibly comment I have a client actually, who calls me a sneaky little ninja quite often, because she's very similar to me. I don't know why I'm being all kind of shrouding her in mystery. You can go and listen to a podcast that I did with her recently, an episode. It's my client, Jofo. Now she doesn't like being told what to do. And she doesn't really like being held accountable. You know, she's like me, Oh, you want me to do this? Yeah, fuck you. I do what I want. So we're very similar. So I know that motivating her with a big stick, for example, is just going to be like, no, that is not going to work. So yes, I do use sneaky little ninja mind tricks, as she calls them on her. You know, I am trained in CBT, I've done a bit of NLP, although I don't really use that much to, you know, too much anymore. Uh, Motivational interviewing lots of different techniques, a lot of behavioural change techniques, a lot of mindset stuff to kind of suggest courses of action to her. Uh, And then apparently, she just ends up doing them by accident. She didn't even know that I'd suggested them. I mean, I don't know if that's completely true. But I'm just going to go with it and say, yes, Joe, that's exactly what's happening. (laughs) But I guess in conclusion, to say that it's really important to recognise that accountability in its more traditional form doesn't work for everybody and it doesn't work in the same way it won't have the same outcome and in fact it's a journey it starts from being held accountable right through to becoming accountable for your own actions and then those actions becoming part of your lifestyle because you see the benefits of it and it's just something you do. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to one of my weird little solo episodes where I just sit in a room and talk to myself. <laughs> I would love to know what you thought of this episode. How do you keep yourself accountable? Do you need someone to help you do it? And which of those methods do you think works best for you? I will be back next week with another guest. Um, and until then, take care of yourself. <laughs>